0: We've got best-selling author Cassandra Bodzak, our game you go girl, and the hater app today on It's Complicated.
1: You're listening to It's Complicated with
2: your hosts Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, coming to you live from the Afterbuzz TV studios in Los Angeles, California. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle's real when you're dating in the city. <sighs> I'm Lauren. And I'm Jen. And
0: Mochi Golden is running the show from the booth today. She is. She's really in charge, just like her mom wants her to be. She is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And guys, today our drink of the day is this lovely Spa Girl Pear Martini. Because we're drinking with intention, mm-hmm. and you'll understand why that is in a little bit. Spa Girl Cocktails is made with the ultra premium American vodka with natural ingredients. Mm-hmm. This this low-calorie, gluten-free vodka is only 48 calories per 1.5-ounce serving. That's right. So
2: I just had less than 48 calories. Yeah. And it tasted so good. It's really good. It's very just light and breezy, like yeah.
0: a spa. And you could actually probably, you know, add some more vodka to it if you really wanted to. Or maybe some soda water. Yeah.
2: You could add cucumbers, mm-hmm. muddled it's, fruit or mint. It's a delightful treat. I mean, really, the possibilities are endless. Endless. Thanks, spa girl. All right. Today, we have Cassandra Bodzak in the studio. Um, Cassandra is a daughter, a friend, a mentor, and a mom to a five-year-old goldfish. That is correct, <laughs> people. She's also an author, a blogger, a YouTuber, a TV personality, a healthy cooking expert, a wellness coach, and a meditation teacher. So, all of the things. Um, at the core of all of it, though, regardless of what fancy little you know title she has to smack on, she likes to help people create ways to light up their life in a very fun, bright, centered way.
0: From the inside out, yeah. And, you know, guys, she's been there and she's done it for herself, which is why she claims she's so darn good at helping others do the same. And she now has the pleasure of sharing these game changing tools with the world. Cassandra works with clients all over the world via Skype to help them to bust through whatever blocks they are facing and get back into the flow. Of life. You can get a weekly blast of light to your inbox by signing up for her newsletter. Mm-hmm. And Cassandra
2: also has a mind, body, and soul community called a pre-city. Like, appreciation, appreciate, but with the city. Yeah. A pre-city. I think I'm saying it right. I don't know. Right? I
0: thought it was a presity, but again, oh, what is an a presity? presity?
2: I don't know. Well, we'll have to ask her. But basically, it's a cooking, sh- cooking show on YouTube. Um, or... That actually, I think, is not the cooking show. That is a... The uh, cooking show separate. The cooking show is separate, and that is, like, her mentor... Her online her, community yeah.
0: of people she helps.
2: Yeah, and she, like Jen was saying, has this, like, she helps people worldwide via Skype, which is so smart. To connect totally. to people that way. Um, and she has a cooking show on YouTube and a cookbook called Eat With Intention, which we are totally going to talk to her about because there's so many cool things in there. And that's and, why
0: we're drinking with intention. And that's
2: why we're drinking with intention. And she teaches love-based business workshops. She speaks at live events, which is how we actually met her. And... She hosts the Lightmaker podcast, which we're going to
0: talk to her about as well. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk to her about what it takes to light up our lives and how to set the intention to focus on ourselves in order to welcome love in all forms. It all starts with you. Yeah, it does.
2: But first, we're going to fill you in on what we've been up to over the last week. So let's air our dirty laundry. Um, I've said this once and I'll say it a million times. Fridays are so hard. Like, I'm so excited that it's the end of the week and I'm like, it's time to go out. And then I never can do it. I'm like, fuck, I'm so fucking tired. Are you like that, Amelia? Like, I mean, you're younger than us and like in school, but like, are you done by the end of the week or like? No, I mean,
0: it never ends. On the- I mean, it yeah. Never Yeah. yeah. It's like. Well, she doesn't have her headset on, but she's got school still going on and quite busy. And the end of the day. I just feel like
2: it's an old. Like, am I old? I'm old, I guess. I don't know. know I think
0: that's just uh, like having responsibility. (sighs) And the more responsibility you have and like go hard Monday through Friday, by Friday night, you're just kind of like spent. This is only in the past like year of my life, by the way,
2: or maybe like a little.
0: Mm. No, I think it's longer. I, maybe we've been it's been since we started the show and now I think we're I'm like a year like, and a half. In, so
2: maybe? tired. And so anyway, our, our friend was having a birthday party. I like tried to get there as fast as I could, but I was way later than I was expecting and just of course there was a reality TV show being filmed while we were there. It was just so LA. But the bar was cool and it was fun. Um And then I had some girl time the next day with uh, my boyfriend's daughter. We did, like, a whole day of, like, shopping and girly things, and we went to, like, a little one-year-old birthday party together, Um, and we, you know, had lunch and tried on lipstick and shoes, and it just reminded me of the stuff that I used to do with my mom and my grandma. Like, that was, like, the fun stuff that we would just do and bond. Like, you know, we had bonding. We have, like, inside jokes now and stuff that, like, when my boyfriend was done with whatever he was doing that day and he came... We were, like, making inside jokes, and he didn't know what we were talking about. I was like, too bad for you.
0: Now, okay, I have a question for you. When hanging out with your boyfriend's daughter and doing that kind of day, Mm -hmm. does it feel like you're hanging out with a friend that's young, or does it feel like you're hanging out maybe with, like, a potential daughter? Um, A little
2: bit of both, but it's different than... I used to be a nanny for, like, 15 years, so it feels different than those situations because that felt more like a job. This feels like more of a marathon and less of a sprint like those days would just be like get through the day do what we need to do do the tasks make sure they get from school to the party to the practice to the thing with the homework and the it was like check the list off this is like what am i saying and doing that's going going to be good for the long the marathon like how are these memories going to create like future situations and it's not like that's ever present dictating everything I I think it's just kind of in the back of my mind like it feels like this is going to keep happening or whatever yeah it's it's fun she and and we taught her how to ride a bike
0: well that's cute mm-hmm.
2: and then i started the 21 day meditation challenge with oprah and Deepak because i feel like it's very hard to lose sight like i'm i know me i'm the type of person who maybe because i was a nanny for 15 years or maybe it's because of the type of person i am that i found that job i pay attention to taking care of other people. And I've realized recently through talking to a friend that I am not very nice to myself. And I would like to admit that out loud because I think people do it all the time. Like, I don't talk to myself like I would talk to a friend. Like, I'm actually quite mean to myself.
0: Like, what do you say to yourself? I just
2: don't. I blame myself for things. It's like the opposite of being a victim, which nobody wants to be a victim, but like the opposite on the extreme is not good either. Like I just, it's my, like if I'm searching for an answer, I tell myself it's my, it ends up being after I go through the gamut of things it could be like, it's my, well, it's you, it's my fault. Or I didn't do that right or enough, or I'm not enough, or I'm not this, or I'm not that. And I would never say that to my friends. Like my girlfriend told me, she was like, why do you touch? Talk to yourself like that. Would you say that to me? And I'm like, no. And she's like, you gotta not do that. So I think it's hard to, I just, I don't even know I'm doing it. And then I was like, see, I do that. I know I do. She's like, you're fucking doing it again.
0: Right. Stop. Well, it's I'm a like, pattern. Oh. And so. Anyway, so this is helping, I think. Great. Yeah. Well, that's lovely. I remember we were talking about doing this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and our girlfriend, Andrea Bogart, yeah. who's a yoga teacher, and we were all doing it. She's um, doing this one, too, I think. Again? Yeah, I think I saw her post about it. Oh, well, great. Good for her. I mean, I did it, and I, I think... First of all, Oprah is Oprah. And yeah. It's like Oprah. And then there's like Deepak, who's amazing. Yeah. And the fact that they've partnered together to do this pretty regularly, I think everyone should do it. And it's yeah. free. So it's yeah, not it's a cool. bad thing to join in and do. Even if you do it, get through like several days. Just yeah. start it. Yeah. Um, plus, you can actually sort of do it on your own time because they, yeah. don't, they don't disappear for like a bit. Yeah, but. they stay up for five days. Um, But that is amazing. Yeah. And I wish that... That started back last week when I was very ill, because I would have, like, had something to listen to all day. Yeah. So I was really sick. There's something going around. It was pretty annoying, Ugh. but Um, was out for the count. But what I did do during it's my It's down time, for the count, but it's okay. That one. Perfect. She's um, I realized, never... actually, why my... I don't know sayings. My why? family did some, like, deductive reasoning. We were always at the kids' table with each other. Oh. And so, like, no one was speaking to us in, like phrasing or like sayings or idioms so we know what we know because we were with each other so our experiences are actually very limited to (laughs) our memories of our childhood so like we have our stories that we tell every single time we see each other Mm. and we went over this on friday night we celebrated my cousin's 30th birthday at spago oh fancy very fancy and we just kept telling stories and it's really not fair to the other people sitting with us because it's like uninclusive but yeah for us it's a bit like so much fun because we like recount really funny things that happened to us, but none of them involve sayings or idioms. And and, and so then you realize that's why you don't have Yeah, any. because yeah. we all were together. I don't and know so, how
2: I know that. I mean, I don't know how I know those things. I just do, I guess. I a lot of
0: people, I think, either were taught them or just it happened throughout their lifetime. I and think so, I
2: hear words di- like, I don't know what it. is. I've also realized that in the last couple years of my life, like listening to a song or listening to what people say or something, not that you don't listen because you do. It just,
0: I don't know, it lands different with me, I guess. Well, I think. And I just remember it. Had maybe people or said it to me, that would have stuck because I do sort of like take things. I'm like a sponge. Yeah. But. No one said them to me. So like I actually called my dad and I was like, you never taught me these things. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, exactly. it's your fault. Exactly. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, there you go right there. Oh. So anyway, um, but so what I did do while I was sick was watch the entire two seasons of Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, you are missing out and just go get the flu or something and watch <laughs> go get all it. of the episodes because those are my best friends now. And those girls are amazing. They're like Sex and the City but like more realistic and yeah. less cheesy and they go through all of these things and they do it together and it's fantastic. Yeah, So much fun. I didn't realize Bravo had it in them to make a scripted a show. A script,
2: good scripted show That too. is so phenomenal. Anyway, Hard to do.
0: watch that. Then also, um, I had a date last night. Yeah. That was interesting. It was a Bumble date. Oh. Um, very nice guy. I don't know what will come of it, but it was nice to okay. talk to somebody for like a little bit and have a nice time. And he was very respectful and very polite and very good at conversation and nice and, and a business person and all these things. So we'll Great. See. I don't know. But that I also good. have a date on Saturday and I have a date on Monday. So I'm busy. It's fine. And do I have it. Easter coming up. Oh, yeah, Easter. You know me. I just celebrated Passover. Now it's time for Easter. I'm <laughs> just so busy. I'm so busy I hope the, the Easter Bunny brings you something. Oh, the Easter Bunny is going to because I'm helping the Easter Bunny plan. So I'm going to oh, make sure of it. That's I'm fun. I'm going to do an adult Easter egg hunt. Oh, my God. I do an adult Easter egg hunt at my friends that I go to
2: every year, and they hide $100 in a golden
0: egg. We're thinking of doing some, like, lottery tickets, some condoms, some alcohol. Yeah, that would be cute. Whatever fits in the egg.
2: Yeah. Given. Mm-hmm. You could get big ones, too. They have them at Target. They're, like, yeah. this big. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And they're glittery. Yeah, So it's even more exciting.
0: It is. And so is the celebrity news, oh so guys. So we're gonna pack up our bags and head over to meet our favorite celebs in baggage claim. Uh-huh. Mariah Carey and Brian and Tanaka split after five months. Big surprise. What does she do with the massive ring? Well, no, they weren't engaged. Oh, wait. That's not the guy she was engaged to? No, no. Oh. Um, this was her boyfriend and her backup dancer. So they oh, were together. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She
2: moved on from the I can't even fucking keep track with this yes. lady.
0: So she's been dating this guy, and some, like Nick Cannon, would say that this was actually just a put-on story for the sake uh. of a reality show, and then obviously that's why it ended. Right. But others would say that it was because of his crazy spending, mm-hmm. and also the fact that he was insanely jealous and was not okay with her relationship with her ex, Nick Cannon, who's also the father of her children, Right? clearly moved on and has a child now with his ex-girlfriend, whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. Um, and their child is named Golden, which i think is a I, weird first name but also i kind of like it because it's my last name i mean so there you go know. i don't know well I don't, anyway i don't know how i feel about moroccan and
2: monroe either but whatever
0: i like monroe i don't know about moroccan moroccan like, like that's really? like a descriptive word like you're moroccan <laughs> that's not your first name maybe you are moroccan but your name would be morocco i don't know I, it's rocco for sure it's weird it hurts me but anyway i'm pretty sure mariah will have a new boyfriend in no time two seconds flat yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, And uh, maybe she's going to share her vagina with more people like she normally does because Janelle Monae um, thinks that people should start respecting the vagina and maybe Mariah should start not spreading her vagina. I don't know. I don't know. But so Janelle is considering
0: a sex strike.
2: She is. So she was interviewed uh, for Marie Claire in the Fresh Faces issue and she was basically saying she is not. I guess declaring she is not going to have sex because she feels like men are evil and don't respect like the presence and like significance of women and like I think it was sort of a pot shot on the president, I want to say, because she's like, if you're going to rule this world, I'm not going to contribute anymore until you change it. I-, I felt like that's who maybe that was directed at, but I don't know, but she's basically like, listen, there are evil men out there, and I am not going to give them my badge, because no.
0: Well, listen, it, you know, that's one step above wearing, like, a cashmere cat hat that people are wearing, those pink ones for Yeah, um, this whole movement of yeah. female rights. I don't disagree with that, because I think that You know, if you're not going to give us rights, why do you get things from us? Kind of thing. Like, you can't have it both ways. You have to give us rights and treat us equally. In order to experience all of us,
2: I mean, it feels a little disconnected to me. It's not like we can't do anything as women. I mean, I get that the equal pay thing and stuff, but then, like, no, I mean, if that's the way you want to do it, great, but like, why not give your vagina to a guy that's like totally respectful and great? You're just going to fuck them all? Like, well, no, I think that's what actually she's
0: saying, she, she said evil men specifically. Yeah, she yeah. She will not tolerate her, And that. she's
2: also on this like carefree black girl thing, too. Like, I, I'm like, I like all women of all different walks of life, but like I'm really into this like black empowerment feeling, and it's probably on the heels of the movie that she just shot and that she was being interviewed for um, Marie Claire. Where she did the um,
0: Hidden Figures. The Hidden
2: Figures. So, and I saw the movie; it was great. Um, anyway, she's you know she's she's a young girl, so I'm she's into her. doing it. I she's like 25, her. 25. She's a model, actress, singer, and she is you know yeah. I mean, I think she's oh I wait, think,
0: she's 31. Oh, she's 31. Yes. Emily oh, Ratajkowski is that, right. 25. She, who
2: also was interviewed. That's right. And she actually made a very good point. She was like, listen, um, I am looked at as a sexual figure. And yeah, that's kind of how she came onto the scene. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But then she says every time she goes to have like a political opinion, people are like, wait a minute. Like she's not allowed to be both, which yeah. I get. that. That is pretty annoying i think she is not saying she's not embracing the sexual nature of her and like everyone for the first time you ever saw her she was naked right but she's also saying well i am that but i'm also like this other person and i'm trying to find roles that fit this i turn down rules all the time that are for the sexy girl so she's kind of like fighting for what she wants and making a point that she has an opinion besides
0: just like sexy stuff which i love i do too i actually think that it's great that she's saying something about that because it's true. When you do see like a really sexy girl who's sort of like playing up their sexuality, you don't really think that yeah. there's more to that story. You sort of think that they're leading with that because there is less to that story. Yeah. But why can't you be both? I mean, sure, you can. Hillary Clinton is not both. She's one, and right. not the other. Well, sometimes you are just one. But like, don't
2: be surprised if there's more to right. it. It's okay.
0: Yeah. And that's great, actually. If there is more to that story,
2: guys, reality TV is huge. We're gonna recap what's went on this week because we just can't not. I mean, there's all these reunions. We've got the Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion, Erica Girardi and the Pantygate thing. I mean, and Dorit with her fucking accents talking about like you did this to like try and maybe potentially lure my husband to looking at your pantyless vagina. Whatever. I just, I don't even, I can't even deal with that. And Dorit, it's like, what is that accent? I can't figure it out.
0: You know what, though? I like actually on the, what was it, the last episode? Or no, maybe it was the reunion, actually. That she said she speaks like four languages fluently. So I do think at some point that overlaps. I don't think that her accent necessarily makes sense for those particular languages. No, it's a made-up accent. And the fact that somebody called her out in 2013, she was speaking complete normal English, no accent uh, no accent in... No way. ...on a YouTube video. Oh my God, I need so, to find that. Yeah, so...
2: I've tried to imitate it, it's very
0: hard. It's so hard because it's not a real one, but they do attack her husband. Yeah. And... Well, he
2: just gets too involved. He needs to go. But
0: I, I actually don't mind him in comparison to, like, Ken, like, Lisa's mm-hmm. husband. Like, mm-hmm. he, to me, is just a nasty, nasty man. Yeah. PK, I think, is actually... Okay. Yeah. I'm not mad at him, but Yeah,
2: they're just a whatever. That whole season anyway. The horrendous. The, I the wonder... reunions parts in comes in parts and we're in the middle of it and it's I'm really excited. Um and The Real Housewives of New York is just starting. Oh my god. Um Tinsley Mortimer. <laughs> Mortimer. Um, That's like not a real name. No, she's not. And her ex
0: husband is Topper Mortimer. Yeah, I can't. Topper and Tinsley.
2: It's stupid. Um, and they, you know, Tinsley moves in with Sonia. Uh, Sonia is fucking batshit crazy. Uh, Ramona, I don't even. I don't. It's literally like watching a train wreck. I don't. They. I can't. I want to know how Ramona
0: gets so many dates, but now Sonia is actually being. Tinsley's, like, dating coach. Yeah. We're going to put you on the apps. We're going to, no, you can't do that. We're going to do that. Yeah.
2: And she should. And that'll be fun to watch. And if you guys are watching Dancing with the Stars, we're in the middle of that, too. Um, Rashad Jennings seems to be the front runner. Uh, Charo got kicked off. And we are very interested to see how Nick Vial, you know, pans out. Because he's not bad, but, like, I'm more interested in the fact that he posts everything Dancing with the Stars with his with Vanessa it's like she's included in everything and I think
0: that's cute but it's also like what? it feels just forced a it little it does and also I want to know what happened to her really lovely career helping special needs children well, did that she, just go out the window because yeah, she got engaged and she's engaged and she's, she's, a, engaged. And she's got a 100,000 followers on Instagram and, I just don't understand and now she just is
2: like part, part of the Dancing with the Stars group I lovely. guess even though she's not on the show Um alright guys really quick before we get our guest in here we're going to double tap that app because we have an app
0: Hater we're going to yeah. learn how to love to hate. That's what we're going to do. We are Brendan Alper apparently created this app yeah. and he's no psychologist but he knows what people what makes people tick. Yeah. Um people hate things everywhere they might not hate the same things, but people like to complain.
2: Yeah. So he, you can find the connection through things that you might want to complain about, which is actually kind of funny, but it's actually like, you know, Cassandra, we're getting her in here. She like, likes to like point out the light. Like, I know it sounds bad to like focus on things you hate, but like find the good connection there, I guess. Well, Maybe
0: the, the joint connection here would be, we don't like people that are dark or negative. There we go. So if we both don't like that, then we would connect. We would connect. Because we have mutual dislikes. Um,
2: And they went through a couple things that people, you know, might find um, on the app that are popular things that people will like not like together or hate together like the presidential election bad wi-fi yeah paying extra for guacamole
0: man buns uh when people celebrate their birthdays for the entire week whoopsie whoopsie or people that start an instagram for their dog yeah (laughs) like me or people who collect mardi gras bees who does that i don't know people get out of here don't date people like that anyway
2: (laughs) anyway it's funny you can you know try and connect over something that you disagree on and then find things that you can't agree on yeah
0: So download Hater app, guys, and see if you hate or love the app. (laughs) Love to hate. Yep, that's right. All right, so we have Cassandra in the studio.
2: Hi. Hi, welcome. How are you?
1: Good, how are you? So happy to Thanks have for you having here. Me. Oh
2: my gosh, of we're course. so excited. We see you have your book here.
1: Yes, I oh read it gosh. just in
2: case.
0: Yay. very <laughs> excited. So we're actually drinking with intention because you eat with intention. And so this is a very
1: healthy cocktail. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> we thought
0: we would just, you know, finish it off everywhere. Yeah. Um, so we actually got to meet you at the Blushington event, um, Empowerista's Blushington yeah. event, where bunch of girls came together it was great um really empowering yes very Mm -hmm. empowering and fell in love with what you had to say and your enthusiasm so we'd love for you to tell everyone how you got started in this whole industry of self-help and cooking and everything motivational speaking
2: because you were very your speech was
0: very motivational
1: oh thank you yeah um yeah i kind of came at it backwards almost i needed it myself i went through my kind of what i call my eat pray love bathroom floor moment (laughs) (laughs) um and just you know i had been you know doing my own thing and had this breakup happen where i was with this guy for like years um and it was kind of at that point we were like we're gonna move in together we're gonna like start talking about getting engaged how Um, long were you with him three years okay so I was like yeah. yeah okay yeah and we were like seeing each other every day you know it was just kind of at the point where I had to like draw the line in the sand at least that was how I felt um and I did and so I like broke up with him because he wasn't willing to give me any like hope of anything <laughs> <It's> So crazy <laughs> <was> to spend <laughs>
2: that amount of time with someone and not have like an end in sight you know it's great like, cra- like yeah. to me
1: I don't understand I don't know why you would even stay that I mean, I obviously thought that there was, right. but if he didn't, sure. why was, was he doing it? Yeah, sure.
0: How long would that have gone on for had you not put an exactly. end to it?
1: Well, I honestly think like he's the kind of guy, good guy, but like not in a rush about anything. Mm-hmm. He's the kind of guy that just expected me to stay with him for 10 years and then would have definitely married me, but like on his own timeline. Mm-hmm. I don't think he like thought he wasn't going to do it, but it was more just like he'd do it when he got around to it and I just didn't for me there was like nothing less romantic and not exciting than a guy that and this is just my personal not to judge anybody's relationship situation but for me it would have been absolute torture Mm -hmm. to have to wait that long yeah So I bounced. Good. Uh, (laughs) We think that's smart. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. But, you know, it was kind of like where you do the breakup, but you feel like you got dumped because I had to leave, you know? Right.
0: (laughs) Because you only left because he didn't make the commitment. So it does feel like you got dumped. Yeah. It
2: wasn't, it was your choice to leave, but it wasn't your choice, like you, because it was his choice to not. It felt like my hands were tied. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And obviously, I wanted the opposite of breaking up with him. Right. Um, But yeah, so that happened. And then I found out my little brother um, has this terminal illness, this really rare autoimmune disease. And I like literally the two things happened within the span of the week. And I just like crumbled yeah, because here was like this person that was like my best friend. My foundation for years was gone. And then I find out this about my little brother. He was the only person that even knew that my brother was sick and like going through these tests and stuff like that because we kept it kind of like hush until we were figuring it out. And I called him up after I found out, and he was like, you know, you broke up with me, so you're going to have to handle this on your own. <gasps> and that was my "You pray Love Bathroom Floor Night. Uh, and- yeah. Do
0: you think, though, that those kinds of things happen at the same time? Like, when people always say, like, when it rains, it pours. Sure. Okay. <laughs> but also, maybe you're getting it out of the way at one time, because then it's like you deal with it all at one time. But do you think that... Like those kinds of situations happen at the same time so it, it turns you into the person you're supposed to yeah.
1: be. Oh yeah. Like when I look back, not that not that I would ever say that my like my brother's situation is a blessing, but I believe that it you know, everything happens for a reason and it's all divinely guided and that week was the game changing week of my life. Like when I look back, it was funny because I had to get my brother's permission to write about him in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I had to have that conversation, which I was a little bit nervous about, um, he, you know, I realized i had never actually told him how like that whole situation changed my whole life, like changed my whole life in such a dramatic way that if that week hadn't happened in those two things, I think, You know, I think probably my brother's situation alone probably could have done it. But, like, just the cherry on top, the universe was like, let's not mess around. Let's make sure she changes. Um, The two things were were crazy. I literally got to that. It's, you know, for anybody who's read Eat, Pray, Love, you know, when she's, like, on the bathroom floor and she's, like, crying and she's, like, all of a sudden talking to God. Like, that was me. Like, Mm -hmm. I was, like, literally in my, like... You know, my Manhattan bathtub, like curled up in like the fetal position being like, God, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> and that was not a usual thing. I wasn't having conversations with God a lot at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it just kind of brought me literally brought me to my knees and brought me to like the most genuine place of surrender I've ever been in my whole life where I really just completely accepted that I had no idea what to do. Yeah. Um, and it was through that and then hearing go to bed and then (laughs) I was like, great. And so I, you know, I passed out eventually. And then the next morning I woke up and I was like, okay, how am I going to like, how am I supposed to handle this? Like wait. Um, and I heard meditate and at the time I had been like a casual yoga goer Mm -hmm. and, you know, I wasn't really like super spiritual. I liked yoga. Um, but um, I started looking at YouTube meditations. I literally, I started like super basic. And then it was almost like once I, I was so surrendered and so open to whatever came my way that things kind of fell off the shelves. All of a sudden, I, you know, I started listening to like Wayne Dyer stuff and mm-hmm. Louise Hay. And I ended up taking Buddhist meditation classes at this place in Brooklyn and ended in a kundalini studio, was just in this totally like explorative Um, space about it and that's kind of how the whole self-help wellness thing happened because I had a blog since I was in college I had really bad food allergies in college was super like standard American you know sorority girl whatever living my life having a good time and just like got super super sick had to totally change my diet and I went very begrudgingly vegan and gluten-free for my body and like Was miserable a little bit Because I missed all my things But was super happy Because my body felt better Than it had in years And like I like pretty much had like crippling pains to the point where I could barely walk before Jeez. I switched wow. wow, and then once I switched it was like gone in a week
2: yeah I hear that when people do that with food it's like it, my dad stopped he had shoulder chronic shoulder pain and shoulder surgeries he stopped eating uh, red meat and like I think he actually maybe did go vegan I can't really remember he said his shoulders doesn't hurt at all yeah
0: it's so crazy too that it comes out of nowhere because you're like I've been living my life for how, I, however yeah. many years, and then all of a sudden I can't eat my favorite things. What?
2: Yeah. But then that I think the motivation to keep going is within a short amount of time you feel a totally big change, and so you're like, oh my god. Well, now you appreciate that eating because it's and making then, you feel better. And it sounds like you got creative with it too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, it was like I was so grateful to go from like that much pain to like no pain. Yeah. And and a whole new level of energy. It wasn't just like I went back to how I was before the pain. It was like a level of me that I didn't even know was possible wow. before. Wow. So I was like, I was I was signed up, like, done. Yeah. Like, you know?
0: What were the, like, health issues, I guess, that came about that then you reversed with eating vegan?
1: So it was interesting. I started, first of all, It I started, I would have really bad periods and I would have crazy mood swings. But like that I thought was okay and normal. So I just dealt with that. Mm-hmm. And then it escalated to the point where it would be like my whole torso. Yeah. So if you imagine, the best way I describe it, and sorry, guys, I don't have a good analogy for you. But for women, like, imagine your worst period pain times 100, but extending all the way up your torso. Wow. To the point where, like, I mean, if anybody's got cramps to the point where, like, you could barely walk, where you, like, just feel like you need to, like, roll up in sweatpants. pants Yes. Um, so it was kind of like that. Like, I was having trouble walking to classes or staying in classes because I was in so much pain. Jeez. Um, and so I went to the infirmary, and, like, nobody really knew, like, you know what was going on or Anything like that, and it was really just through one of the nurses. After doing all these blood tests and stuff, she was like, "You know, you might just want to try. It. it sounds like it could be a food thing. You might want to try is it." How simple! simple.
0: <laughs> after all that, You're I'm like, like <laughs> what the fuck? Like, they like, and... "I was
1: like thinking that I had some crazy disease. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, this is the end. Like, like. a tumor. <laughs> like,
0: it just sounds like it could be a, like a cyst, a tumor, some kind of like, like internal terminal
2: thing or something. Yeah. Oh my god, you must have just been like so stressed out, and then to do it and find out soon after." like oh my god it's just food so what did you like how did you
1: you had to just start from like the basics and build from there like add food back in well yeah so at first I I was not I was a baker before this I you know I loved baking cookies and brownies and stuff like that it was not really a cook and so I literally would go to the supermarket and like buy different vegetables that I didn't know how to cook and then I like get a library book (laughs) So it was a library book time, and I would get different like vegetarian recipes and just like try them out. And sometimes they'd be horrible, but I would <laughs> eat them. And like then I just kind of like learned like the things that I liked and what tastes good mm-hmm. and kind of how to cook vegetables. And there were like, I mean, the first like few weeks were very. Bl- it was like brown rice and vegetable. You know, I yeah. really didn't know what I was doing. But then I kind of I found that it was like it was like a creative outlet for me because yeah. I felt like all of a sudden I have the super what I thought at the time, this was like, this was 2008 maybe. So it wasn't really as popular as cool Mm -hmm. to like be vegan or gluten-free. Like I literally had people ask me if I was an alien. (laughs) Like when I was like, I have to eat vegan, they're like, is that an alien? (laughs) You're like, wait, what? Do I look like a fucking alien? (laughs) It was crazy. It was really crazy. I think it's so funny because now it's so hard to imagine a time like that. But like people thought I was Totally weird. And of course, I was like, listen, guys, like, I'm just doing this to not die. (laughs) Like, let me live. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it was really fun. And I started experimenting. And that's kind of how that whole thing came about. Like, my girlfriends encouraged me to start up the blog as just kind of like a recipe sharing mechanism. It was, like, not strategic at all. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, after my Dark Night of the Soul, I just found that that was my creative outlet. I, you know, when I was, like, going through everything, like, cooking is very therapeutic for me. So being in the kitchen was, like, my first meditation. Wow. Whenever I was stressed. I love that. I would bake something. Um, and it was so funny because it really wasn't even about the eating of the thing. It was about the baking of the thing. Yeah. And then it's I, like
0: art in itself because whoa. you do measure things out. You do get to, like, see what it becomes and, and like, build
1: the thing.
2: Yeah. I, it's – there's steps. there. It's very, like – scientific but, like, can be sort of, like, relaxing at the same time. And you time. can, like,
0: add your own flair to it. I mean, I don't really like cooking, but I do like baking because, for me, that's just, like, okay, it's some flour, it's some sugar. Like, it's pretty simple. God. And then there's, like, Masterpiece comes out, and it's amazing, and people are happy. I
2: happy. like, <laughs>
0: yes. I admire bakers because it is a difficult – I think baking
2: – I know a chef really well, too, um, that I work with often, and she is, like, baking is very – it's a science like my brain is not scientific I don't I love the idea of baking I'm not I'm like it's too I always mix things at the wrong time I'm like the flour and the sugar and then I'll read back I'm like oh fuck I wasn't supposed to mix that yet and I'm like (laughs) oh cooking however I love like that's a totally different animal but baking is like no I could see how though you could get like meditative with it almost, you know?
1: Oh, and I think yeah, cooking is more of an art, baking is more of a science for sure. But I also think I mean at this point they're like the same to me. To you, like yeah. it's like you just get to it. It's kind of like well, um once you learn the rules of something, then you can just mess around with it and you can have more fun. And so you kind of just generally know like, okay, I need this much that's like dry goods and this much that's wet goods. And then what those ingredients are is like up to my creativity.
2: How did you, so do you feel like that your organization and meditative state and like the way you are in the kitchen feeling good and comfortable, like you've put that out there in other aspects like that's kind of where it started but like now you're able to like be in that that mindset helping other people or maybe in your personal life like with dating or whatever what is your relationship status currently
1: single single so
2: (laughs) do you feel like you move like you're in a different state when you're dating to like now that you've had this change in the dark night of the soul and now all of a sudden you feel even with dating and things like that you're in a meditative relaxed
1: I mean, I would say that dating is probably of all the areas of my life, the one that I have the least figured out, if I'm being totally honest. Okay. Um, I'm super, like, I'm super chill and uh, comfortable when it comes to my business, when, you know, I'm working with people, even in my lifestyle, cooking, all those things. I'm very much, like, in my zone. and for whatever reason there's something about dating that really takes me out of my zone. What do you think that is? Because we are dating experts. Maybe we yeah, can know you. maybe you guys can. Why um, do you feel like that? It's definitely I will say it's definitely like way better okay. than before. Good. Um, because now I'm in a space where I you know, I do, like I meditate I'll meditate before a date if I feel like I'm getting nervous or good. whatever. And I'm also just in a place in my life where I'm very comfortable with who I am. That helps. So it's just like, this is it. This is who I am. That's and- like
0: step one for dating. <laughs> totally. So you're good there.
1: Good. Yeah. Because yeah. I kind I've just, I've learned that definitely. I think that's probably the best thing I've learned in recent years is that, hey, you know, I'm super spiritual. Um, and I used to try to hide that sometimes from guys. Now it's like really like unhideable with what I do for work. Right. But yeah. <laughs> but um, I used to try to hide like just how woo woo I was because I was scared of scaring them away. And I just recently kind of got to the place where I was like, you know what? You know, this isn't the first. This isn't the last book. You know, you can watch enough stuff on my YouTube channel and stuff like it's that. It's all out there. They'll figure it's it out there. Out. Yeah.
0: So now, is it important for you to date somebody that has similar beliefs or that they like at least are a little spiritual?
1: Um, it's important for me to date someone that's open. Okay. I think um I have dated like this spectrum of, you know, people that are like super spiritual and kind of like really in it with me. I find that I really do best when someone's more I'm very kind of airy, let's say, and I really like a man that's more grounded. What's your sign? Pisces. Okay. I don't know what is that is. Is that an air sign? No, that's a water sign. It's right? a water sign. Okay. But it's a very like dreamy, Flow-y mystical and, yeah. kind of okay. sign. Got it's it. It's very okay. me. And I'm an Aries rising. Okay. So I have a lot of kind of like up in the higher chakras going on. Okay. So I like a guy that's really grounded, but they obviously need to be open because I do want someone that is going to be proud of my work and, sure. you know, is going to- Be supportive Of everything I do But they don't have
2: to Like do the things you do Like what would you do If you were dating a guy That was like You know Not Like didn't have Dietary ideas Or restrictions like you Or whatever And was like Dude I want I love steak Like would you cook him a steak
1: Yeah I've never, I've actually that. never dated a guy that was vegan or like had anywhere close to the dietary restrictions that I had. I dated this one guy who uh, we were both on this cooking show called The Taste on uh-huh. ABC. Uh-huh. And he was kind of like a mini Anthony Bourdain. And the two of us were literally like total opposites. But we would have so much fun cooking for each other. Oh, that's nice. Because he could cook for me really well. In using his um, skills. And then I actually made him, and he still talks about this, is so funny, for Valentine's Day, it was like the ultimate sign of love. I candied uh, bacon with brown sugar and maple syrup and then dipped it um, in like really nice dark chocolate. And, yeah. And for me, it's like I have no, like I really believe everybody has a right to eat the way that they eat, the way that they either enjoy eating or the way that they think works for their body so i have absolutely no problem i think if anything men have a harder time dealing with mine than vice versa that makes sense so
0: okay let's just say okay i don't know are you on any dating apps
1: yeah i'm on one
0: okay so let's say some you swipe right you match with a guy and he wants to take you to dinner like do you lead with i'm vegan or do you say like just make it work and then you order something off the menu when you get there
1: yeah, I don't lead with I'm vegan, definitely not. But
2: you feel like now it's probably not as hard that back like then in 2008 when you were like I just starting and people thought you were an alien. Like right. now you can there go somewhere options. and be confident that I mean, there's something for you to eat.
1: I have no problem. Like I'm super easygoing. I can find anything you know like I'm I've been doing this for so long that like yeah. I can make meals out of the sides menu I can get creative <laughs> with a salad right I mean ca- California is great because you can pretty much like add avocado to anything and <laughs> yeah. then it makes it like full enough for totally. me to deal yeah um so I have no problem I really find that like it makes the guys uncomfortable like I can feel them more than anything okay kind of being like oh does this mean that we'll never get to like go to steakhouses or
0: you know it's like well you can but you're not going to share with them but but also, I wonder if guys like you said that it, may, it makes them uncomfortable, like think that it's like a high maintenance thing or like I choose yeah. to eat this way. But for you, it's actually a thing. And it's not thing.
2: a trend. Like because the people I think, like you said, they get confused that it's like trendy to do it. You're like, hello. No, I actually might die. You know, well, like, I feel th- ill Thanks That's what
1: gets me Yeah That's I think What gets me super frustrated Is that I think you know If you went out With someone That had a severe Peanut allergy That would like Go into anaphylactic shock If they had peanut butter You wouldn't like Be like Oh I can never have Peanut butter and jelly Sandwiches with you You know <laughs> Like you wouldn't Even think of doing you that Because that would be So rude yeah. What would life be like Without peanut butter And jelly
0: <laughs> well, sandwiches I, mean, I can't Steel I, don't, breaker, I right? don't think I can no. even continue
1: no. Right But when I tell people Like when I have Because um, I did tried to add things back in after a certain point after like going off it I was like okay let me try like see how this works and it was so I almost thought I like had a (laughs) I had a naked chicken burrito that was like my first thing I wanted to add back in and it got I was in so much pain what was it the chicken yeah Ugh. I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. Oh. And it was like instant. It was, it was, I mean, it was like within like half an hour. Shit.
0: Well, your body, I think, starts to like not know what to do with those things once you've removed them, right? Yeah. And, and I then- hadn't
1: even removed it from that long because that's like part of like the protocol. You like remove it for like, you remove everything for a month. Okay. And then you slowly add one thing back at a time. So you can kind of see the individual Triggers. reactions yeah. of different yeah. things. So you can see like, oh, this is really bad. This is less bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah. Danger kinda, zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Danger zone. Don't Rest- that. Red
2: flag. Um, so how did this turn into, now that you're, like, confident where you're at with, like, your cooking and you're eating and you're not judgmental at all about what mm-hmm. other people do or even with yourself, how did it turn – how did you funnel that into eating with intention? Like, what does that mean for you and then the book that you then made?
1: Yeah. So eating with intention, it was really in- – Eating with the Tension, um, like the online mindful cooking show and then the book, it came after, like after I did this show called The Taste, yeah. I had been getting all these like offers from producers and everything just didn't feel good. Like everything felt a little sleazy. It didn't feel aligned and I was feeling super torn because it's like, oh, I really do like want to do more TV, um, but none of this feels good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, they mostly wanted to include so much of my dating life that I was like, no. Uh, okay. Um, (laughs) But but yeah, so I really like I sat down and did this like crazy two and a half hour meditation in my East Village apartment. And it was like it just flowed out of me the idea for this show. It was like, no, this is what I'm supposed to do. What I'm really supposed to, you know, bring to the world is kind of use this kind of entry point of living healthy and paying attention to your body and Mm -hmm. actually getting to a place where because I believe if you're not feeling your best, then like you've kind of missed the first step of the staircase. Of course. Because then it's so much harder to listen to your intuition. Mm -hmm. You know, so much harder to listen to your gut, literally, um, and to kind of get on path with what you ultimately want to do with your life. Mm Because half the time you won't even have the energy to do it. Right. Um, And so I knew that that was an important, like, entry-level conversation to have with people. And I wanted a show that gave people accessible, delicious, easy, you know, recipes that they could eat and not, you know, whether or not they were vegan or just experimenting. I think everybody could definitely benefit from eating more Mm -hmm. plant-based. And so I thought if there are more options that were like easy and delicious, then people would do it. And then I wanted to kind of sneak in while I was doing that, my mindful living and more spiritual tips to help people just kind of get questions going in people's head. And And it goes hand in hand. It does. all makes sense. So is
0: that how you came up with, um, you know, creating a light from the inside out? It's like what you eat that then brings out what you know you are
1: um i don't think it's just what you eat i think you know i talk about an eat with intention and eat with intention came later from me kind of feeling really torn because i'm on one part i you know i lead meditations and i do moon circles and i like a ad- do all this kind of spiritual talk and spiritual mentoring that I've been doing for a while and then the other part I am a plant-based chef and I love you know helping people get back in touch with their body and kind of going through the process I did with less pain Um, and I just felt like they were kind of knew they were connected but I didn't know how And it came to me again, like I was at this like yoga festival and I was like really like praying about it for the weekend. I was like, please help me connect these dots because it's so frustrating. (laughs) I know they connect, but I don't know like how to explain it to someone. And I just got this like well-being trifecta. And I really saw that it was like it was both the food, it was meditation and then it was Mm self-care. And it was like the three prongs that really create you lit up. Right. And it's kind of like. We've all had that experience at different points in our life where, you know, kind of everything is just flowing mm-hmm. and you feel great. And maybe it's because you have a meditation practice or you're eating well or whatever. But usually it's just because you're doing what you love in yeah. some regard. And when you're doing what your love, then the other stuff can kind of fall into place if you're if you're in the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of what living a life that lights you up is. It's kind of like I really believe that the food, the meditation and the self-care create the foundation So then you can build the life that you want. Yeah. Because like once you're feeling good, you have the energy, you're meditating, you're getting your intuitive downloads, like everything massive I've done in my life. Like this whole book was like a download I got in a meditation, you know, and then I got an email from a publisher wanting to give me a book deal the next day. Not even kidding. That's crazy. Insane. But that's how almost everything in my life has gone. That's awesome. And same thing with self-care. It's like if you're not – like we live in such a crazy like social media like hustle hustle world. And if you're not taking that time to like – people make fun of me lovingly that I take baths like almost every day. I take Epsom salt baths with lavender. Oh, that's I'm great. Like, it detoxes, right? It detoxes. That sounds great. I, I, I need get, to do that. I get the best like thoughts in the bath, you know? Yeah. Like because it's like I've created the space – to allow things to flow through me, yeah. so I'm not just doing, doing, doing. I'm like actually doing the things that I'm guided to do. Right. And you're
0: unplugging. So you also unplug yeah, you like from to technology, unplug, right? Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, I get so I get so many emails. Emails <laughs> make me so overwhelmed. Me too. It's crazy. Me so too. I really have to, you know, I've that was like one of my biggest gifts to myself was an assistant to answer my emails. Love it. Um, and also just to have time out. Like, you know, when I'm on dates. You won't, like, I, no Instagram stories, no pictures, I'm not touching my cell phone, Um, and even when I'm, like, with some of my friends, I mean, some of my friends do this too, so it's okay, like, we all, like, take our pictures when lunch comes or whatever, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, but even then, it's kind of being conscious of, like, put it away. I have
2: a hard time doing that too, like, I feel like I want to remember and capture the moment, but, like, I just don't ever, I'm not at a concert, I I don't have my phone out, like, taking... I just... And then I'm... Sometimes I'm like, but did I miss taking a picture? But then I'm like, I just don't think to... It's My intuition is not to grab the technology and do it. I have a hard time being in the moment, so I don't... Like, just in general. But, like, in those situations, I just don't think to grab the technology. And, like, I've never even... So I think maybe I've you done, are in the moment, then. I Maybe I am, but I don't even... I think I've done one Instagram story in my <laughs> life. Just because I'm like... It just seems like... And then I'm looking at the situation through a piece of technology. And I don't think that I really connect with technology. I don't think I like it. I don't hate it. But it does stress me out. It does overwhelm me. Then I feel like I've got to label it and post it and whatever. It's not just that. It's like a thing. And then I'm like, I can't.
1: No, it is. It's a whole thing. Yeah. And it's like, it's. A lot of pressure on our nervous system. Totally. It it's stresses me out. It, it is. is.
0: Well, I would say then also that goes to, you know, the same thing as dating apps because there's yeah. a lot of pressure with them because
1: – I also don't like them.
0: No. <laughs> well, okay, so – but you're on one. Why are you on that particular one?
1: Um, So I'm on this one that's for, like, creatives or whatever, different people that I got invited to. Um, so I felt like it was a little bit more exclusive and that it would be interesting to be on. And I have to say that, like, I'm not like super active because I've gone on a couple of dates and it's fine. It's like cool people, whatnot. Um, But for me, and I think for also people on this particular app and in general, probably like my life is so busy as it is that I really kind of need that like human interaction that kind of stops me in my tracks to make me want to go on a date with you. Like I need that moment where like our eyes lock, maybe we're like getting coffee or whatever and you're really cute and for whatever reason you like stumble up the confidence to ask me to like go take a walk or whatever, you know, you're gonna ask for. Um, like that to me will be like, Wow, okay, here's a guy that like, you know, did put in a little work. That's how it looks you know? for you. Right. Yeah.
0: I get that. I am the same way. So for me, like we're so busy all the time to stop and actually go meet a stranger. Yeah, and uh, allow myself to take that time to use that on that random person that may or may not. It's, it's a risk and it's a gamble. And I feel like there are things I could be doing with that time instead that I know are sure. Yeah. So like I could be preparing for this show. I could be spending time with my dog. I could be working out. I could be grocery shopping so I have the things in my house that I could then eat with intention instead of just scrapping together some food. Like I feel like those times should be spent on me versus a stranger. However, yeah. Part of me is dating and finding love. So I'm like, well, okay, that's actually yeah. something I do have to put in. But I'd much rather meet somebody organically. Totally. That's how
1: I feel, too. I feel that, like, my day is so packed that I genuinely look forward. I'm like, A, I could be having dinner with a girlfriend who I, like, guaranteed good time. Totally. Or I could be in my bathtub, which is also really <laughs> not <nice. laughs> a great time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, I want to flip. I have a question for you guys. about oh, this, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because, I mean, I... So what do you think about like when you go on a first date with someone and it's fine, but it's just fine. Like they're harmless. They're like some. they're like they're attractive. There's nothing wrong with them. You know, but there's not necessarily that, like, compulsion, like, I really want to make out with you. I can't wait till I get to make out or whatever that kind of energy is where you're like, I can't wait to see them again. Um, Do you give the, like, second date as a courtesy? I think you do. My opinion is
2: yes.
0: I think it's less of a courtesy and more just that if you're meeting somebody, let's say, on an app, you really don't have a sense of who they are or your chemistry in the first date. It's very rarely that you meet a stranger and, like, that's what happens that night. I think if they are fine in all the areas and they don't make you, like, r- like throw up. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, if they don't repulse you in any way, which I've had that happen many times. Oh, yeah. Where oh, yeah. I'm just like, oh, that person's my nightmare. Get away immediately. Yeah, my or blood you're just is just like, boiling. I
2: cannot. But right. now I'm on this fucking date. I'll make <laughs> right. You know the difference between that and, like, <laughs> like if it's a labor or fine. I think this fine. is okay.
0: Yeah, like, I think fine is okay. I think you should explore it one more time. Now, if yeah. after the second date, you're just like, eh, no. Well, that's just not you. know. you because you'd yeah. be like, okay, no. The not first for
2: time, I think there's a lot of variables that nerves. Can, yeah, ner- there, who knows? Or, wh- who knows? You're you pay a, a lot of attention to your life, even like you say, eating with intention. Like everything has intention, so you never know in that moment what's affecting your intention. Like, are you tired? Are you? Is he tired? What? Who knows what is happening right. that day? So I think one more shot is worth it. I when I went on the first date with my boyfriend, I knew I was in a different place in my life, and I could. Rest recognize the fact that he was amazing and great. And there was a like a physical reaction that I had, but I definitely wouldn't be like, and it was love at first sight. And I was like, I mean, I was like, that's the best first date I've ever been on in my life. But like in a diplomatic way, mm. it wasn't like, I'm gonna die. Like, I don't even remember talking to him for like a couple weeks after maybe, or maybe a week after I was like, I didn't really care if I I didn't not care, but I didn't, I wasn't like, when is he get it wasn't like manic, you
0: know what I mean? Yeah. It was,
2: so you, there is something nice about just I like. I think it's healthier yeah. to be
0: sort of like, to step outside of it and, you know, kind of like meditate on it and say, all right, that was great in the following areas. That was a nice human that I met. That was a good time. I would have enough time to spend with that person again on another day. I think a fine date is realistic.
1: Okay. Fair enough. However,
0: I did also say to a girlfriend this morning, like, I haven't had one of those moments where it was like wow that was like an amazing first date in a really long time and I don't know if maybe mm-hmm. it's just because my perspective is different at this point and like an amazing first date would have rocked my world back then and I don't know what the guidelines would have been for yeah. that like I, I just don't know then now also like I can give myself an amazing date <laughs> like, yeah so anybody else is just gonna be that's like true okay you're cool too like we can do but this but maybe cool thing that's together. it
2: maybe you're not looking for that person to complete like you feel more complete now which is I think the way to get into a relationship to not be like you're my other half like no 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 you're (laughs) just you're just your whole and you just are part of my whole I guess or part of my life but like maybe that's just it like it's not going to feel like you just rocked my world like I'm okay with it just being like realistically normal but like fun you don't want to like also just be like oh I don't really care like not indifferent right yeah yeah
1: I feel like I run really hot or cold like in general with people or with things. Like, I'm either so about it or not about it. Okay. Um, But I do agree. Like, I think sometimes it's more successful or it's even better when it is a little bit more like, hey, like, of course, the guys that I'm like, that was fine. You're, you know, like, mm-hmm. you check all the boxes. There's nothing wrong with you. I'm not, like, thinking about you during the week, mm-hmm. you know, and if you show up again, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys love you and usually become, like... Really into you, yeah. Um, and then usually it doesn't go as well. Well, I mean, with the I guys think... that I'm like, wow, that was amazing. Right. I can't yeah. wait to see you again. Well,
0: <laughs> I feel like that's like the chemical reaction that's almost like the unhealthy one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, you need that person for whatever reason, or like you're drawn to them, but you don't know why, and then not knowing why. Could, it, some people like romanticize it and it's like, oh, like we're just meant to be together or yeah. it's just like <laughs> I had a that you're like trying that, yeah. to get that guy to like you because of whatever reason it fulfills your ego. Mm. Totally.
2: I think you sound, you're very hot and cold, you said. So mm. being in a state of like just normalcy is, like, foreign. So maybe that's why dating, like feels, that too. Yeah, dating feels weird for you in that way because you're like, I guess I just feel fine. I'm not, like, hot or cold. I'm just fine with it. So Which
0: I totally relate to because of yeah. the fact that I run hot or cold. Like, you know me. Like yeah. She'll be like, do you like this? I'm like, no. And that's it. It's not an explanation. I just don't like it. Like yeah. there's no I'm more. To that story. I'm like,
2: well, I guess I can like it, but maybe I like this or maybe I like that, but maybe I don't really know what I want. If I get a big menu in front of me, I'm like, oh, I start sweating. I'm like,
0: so mm. many like, options. Decisions. Yeah. But when it comes to being hot or cold, I think what I've it's sort of the same thing for me as yoga. Yoga I started doing because I wanted to get comfortable with being uncomfortable same thing with meditation I like force myself into change because I'm like just you can overcome it I love it you can do it if you can't do it then you're a fucking wimp and how are you gonna get through life if you can't do that (laughs) fucking do it so I make myself do it and then I dive in and I've done it now so great check that one off the the list but so same thing with dating so hot and cold the same thing I said I haven't had in a while like a date where I'm just like so passionate about the person but now I'm like all right. If I can get to a place where the person doesn't make my blood boil, I'm in a good place. (laughs) That's good. And I'm going to give that person another chance because that's probably the person I should be with because they're pretty normal. Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be such a roller coaster. It's just
2: a little bit of a more of a mature way to right. approach the situation or think about it. Um, so and I'll do
0: that and I'll go through one more time, and then if not that, I'll be like, "All right, helping, I don't have time for this." See, <laughs> help, yeah. helping people
2: one step at a time on yeah. our podcast. Not yeah. throw up. One <laughs> and step you at a time. wait really quick. We you have a podcast, so tell us quickly about what people can expect when they listen to your podcast.
1: So, my podcast, um, it's called The Lightmaker Podcast. I actually have it on hiatus at the moment. Okay. um, Because I just have so much going on with the book tour. Um, But I pretty much just interview fabulous female entrepreneurs. And I ask them. uh, It kind of came to be because I have so many amazing friends in the space. And I just wanted to ask them the questions that I felt like a lot of my audience and, you know, the people that follow me always ask. Just kind of like the nitty-gritty about, like, how did you start your business? Like, the realistic side of… Hey, when you're juggling all of this stuff and you're starting out and kind of how they navigated, you know, the different hurdles um, to becoming, you know, successful entrepreneurs and, love it. you know, inspiring people. Okay, great. Um, also, we just love
2: your, like, approach to life and mm-hmm. we think that it's really important to be kind to yourself and be your own best friend. Like, that's the first step in the staircase, like you're saying. So we are going to play a quick game with you. Um, we need to, like we said, be your own best friend. And girls are often labeled as catty and dramatic Based on, like, how we talk to each other or even how we talk to ourselves. But, like, we think being kind starts within. And we're going to list some things that we might say to ourselves. And we want you to reward them in a lighter way. So it's, like, a way to focus on loving yourself. And this is a game we like to call You Go Girl. Yeah. So we're going to list some things that you might in your mind, like, say. And then you'd be like, well, maybe say it like this. Okay. Okay. So, like, uh,
1: I need to lose weight. Hmm. I want my body to feel as radiant and light as possible. Oh my god, I love it already. I know. That was good. Man,
0: okay. How about, he's never going to think I'm as pretty as she is.
1: Mm. I I am uniquely beautiful and I know that I will attract the right men to me.
2: Oh, I like that.
1: I like that. Okay. Me too.
2: Um, oh, I can't do that. I'm too nervous to do that.
1: Mm. My nerves are just an example of me pushing through my comfort zone. And I'm excited to see what's on the other side. I like that. Replacing the anxiety with excitement because it produces the same reaction. The same. So tell right. yourself that.
2: That's
0: good. That's smart. Um, okay. We've I've got a lot of them here, I know. So I'm we're going to make choices and we want to get through them quickly. Um I'll, oh, I must not be lovable. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Oh, um, I would say that that's a little bit deeper than just flipping it. Um, you know, saying I am love, I am love, um, I think connects you back. But I would say with that, if you're really thinking like I must not be lovable, um, to really go inside and like feel the love within. And really feel like from your heart, like tune into your heart, and just feeling how that you you are love already, or how you can like give love and focus on that, maybe. Yeah, yeah,
2: okay. Um, I ooh, this is like one for me, and I think that a lot of people could relate. I need to stop worrying about what happened in the past.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Um, I release anything that happened from the past, so that I can powerfully move forward in the future.
0: Like the release. Me too. Okay, so now where can people find you? You're do it, you're speaking at two
1: events coming up? Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to be in Philadelphia for the Good Fest. Um, Sounds good. Sounds (laughs) real good. It's a fun wellness fest. uh, Kristen McGee is doing yoga and my friend Jordan from the Balanced Blonde is also talking. I'll be leading like a morning meditation and talking about how to create a life that lights you up. And then I'm going to be in Palm Beach for the Ignite and Expand like Women's Leadership Summit and talking there as well. And then I'll be back um, on the West Coast and doing something in Las Vegas um, at VegNation. We're going to do an eat with intention talk and then a meditation uh, the next morning. So...
2: Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Oh, how lovely. Okay,
1: so really quick. Where can everyone find you and listen
2: to your podcast and do your online Skyping things and your Eat With Intention? They can buy the book where?
1: Yeah, yeah so you can buy the book anywhere books are sold or on Amazon. Um, and you can find me at CassandraBodzak.com. I have an online mind, body, soul support community called Appreciity. And oh, that's yeah. just com. But, yeah, you can find everything online. And I'm on Instagram. I pretty much live on Instagram. So. Great. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs>
2: (laughs) Okay, guys. Um, Tune in next week for our guest, Nicole Lapin. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show.
0: Yeah, and you can follow me at Jennifer Golden. That is Jennifer with one N on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat all of Google. it all of the <laughs> socials
2: and you can follow me on Google too you can follow me at Lauren Lee and Ellie on all of the things as well and do not forget to tell a friend we know that you guys have a ton of podcasts to listen to like Cassandra's mm-hmm. like ours so we like that you are here
0: listening to ours and share it with people and give us five stars while you're there because it's just like five just right there. And Hi.
2: we're going to leave you with a quick relationship quote. Um, and we think this kind of goes with what we were talking about today. Yeah. Light is to darkness what love is to fear. In the presence of one, the other disappears.
1: Beautiful, love Beautiful. It.
2: Beautiful. Okay, right, guys, guys, that's it. Thank you so much. And we will see you guys next week. Love, love you, you long time. time. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.